a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's St. Patrick's Day. And welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig. And how are you today? Well, you know, I'm surprised we're not all just falling down from the change in the weather. Um, Tuesday, it was 72 degrees here. Wednesday, it was 72 degrees here. Yesterday and today, we had snow. Oh, God. <laughs> Tomorrow, it's going to be a high of 25. Sunday, we're back into the 50s. Again, and yeah. Nebraska, why? Because of the variety. <laughs> please i'll take my paradise any day you know and i mean it's it's bizarre every day you go outside it's something completely different oh sure sure you know and today's saint patrick's day you know everybody's irish on saint patrick's day yes and uh i i had a little corned beef and cabbage for lunch and uh, and that was good. And I'm getting more of it tomorrow. Ah, okay. Well, I don't eat meat, so forget that. Well, you could have the steamed cabbage. No, that doesn't bother me. But I don't know what it's. I don't know what the cabbage is steamed about. I don't know what cabbage has to get mad at, but that you're eating it. <laughs> well, maybe. What now? Now cabbage has feelings. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> but you got to eat something. Yeah, you know, I, I, it, St. Patrick's Day is is one of those days. It's one of those holidays that's just nothing but fun, you know. But my advice to everybody on St. Patrick's Day: stay off the roads tonight because it's nothing but amateur hour. Well, today on the five when they were doing their last. Uh, whatever they call that, uh, one last word or one last thing. They were showing pictures of people at the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York, and there was a bunch of, of girls, young young women, and, oh, we plan on getting drunk all day and all night. That's the next generation. Well, there's something to aspire to, isn't it? And, well, that's probably two generations away from today's generation, basically. But if that's what's in our future, heaven help us. You know, at the end of the show tonight, we're going to have a little special bit of fun. 
at the expense of people. It, this probably goes back 35 years, maybe. Okay. Um, in New York on St. Patrick's Day, they have the big St. Patrick's Day parade. And about 35 years ago, and it's hard to believe that it was the liberals, but it was the liberals back then that would not allow gay people to march in the St. Patty's Day Parade in New York City. That's true. You know, as bizarre as that is, and what difference it makes than anybody who's marching in the parade was gay or otherwise, is, is, has always been beyond me, but there was a song written about that, and it's called God Loves the Irish. And it really pokes fun at the people in New York City who would not allow gay people in the parade. I thought that song came long before that. No, because it it literally uh, it literally talks about the parade. No, I, I I realize that, but I thought that song was around long before that. I don't know. I wrong. It's just something I thought. Yeah, and it's it's a funny song, you know, and I I I used to play it when I was in terrestrial radio. We play it on St. Patrick's Day, and gay people would call in laughing hysterically because they they got it. They understand stood who it was mocking. Okay. And and they loved it. And you know, after the first year I did it, then it became requested every St. Patrick's Day. Ah. Uh. I wish people would just stop focusing on the gay stuff already. Well, yeah. I mean, live and let live, right? Yeah. I have, folks, I have nothing against gay people whatsoever. No, and, and why Why would anybody? You know, what, what consenting adults do, it's up to them. Right. Now, I cross the line when you, you know... Uh, try to uh, pass yourself off as a woman or a man, yeah, that that's different than gay. Well, it is. And what gets me about that is when they expect me to pretend that they are something they're not. Right. You know, and if I don't pretend, they get offended. Well, that's just too damn bad. <laughs> well, kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> Folks, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight. Let's jump right into it. Um bank records uh from just one bank okay so far and we got to use that so far showed that the biden family crime syndicate was getting over a million dollars from china yeah and they were divvying it out amongst their families but you know what gets me about this also here it is we're all focused on the biden crime family and nobody's saying they're not. They deserve to be focused on. But people have to understand a lot of this stuff went on when Biden was Obama's vice president. Right. Nobody is trying to follow the money trail with Obama. Well, and, you know, you wonder if the Bidens were getting that kind of money. And so far, we know of at least three Bidens. Uh-huh. Um, that we're getting that. And, and I say one bank so far because apparently the Bidens were banking at, I think, nine different banks. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, and so far, we've only seen the bank records from one of the nine. Now, 
if there was a million dollars flowing through that bank, and let's be honest here, that money was being laundered on its way to the Bidens. Oh, of course. Of course. And it was, uh, the company it was from was called State Energy HK Limited. Mm-hmm. And uh, just very, very interesting because the Chinese company, that's their company, they wired Robinson Walker LLC the $3 million. And then the Biden family received about one million sixty-five thousand over a three-month period in different bank accounts. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, in different accounts, in different amounts, you know, yeah. and it, it was, you know, so it wouldn't wouldn't draw attention, right? Exactly. Now, now here's, here's something you got to focus on. For years, Joe Biden said his son, Hunter, never made any money from the Chinese, never right. made a penny from the Chinese. Then... Then the story became, well, Joe Biden himself didn't make any money from the Chinese, and neither right. did any other family member. Well, now we know different. We know that Hunter Biden was getting money, um, the uncle was getting money, and get this, Bo Biden's widow, who Hunter Biden took up with, was also getting money. Yes. And isn't that pathetic? Bo is, you know, barely in the ground, and the wife is fooling around with Hunter. I mean, she couldn't. She couldn't do any better than that, really. Yeah, better. You know, I guess she thought, okay, I was a patriot when Bo was in the uh, military. Their version of patriot. Now I can go back to being myself. I don't know, but really, what a drop. Okay, so I've got a question that, that needs answering. Not not that I'm going to get an answer, but I got a question that needs answering. Okay. Was the money that was going to Bo Biden's widow, that would be Hunter Biden's squeeze at the time, was that money being deposited into the widow's account, or was Hunter leaving that money on the dresser? Ah. Uh. Uh, and it went into the account <laughs> are, are we sure of that we're not sure but that's i've uh, seen in other sites let's put it that way you know because according to hunter biden's laptop he was leaving a lot of money on dressers for other women so yeah yeah oh, such a nice guy right well the whole family really <laughs> salt of the earth but uh, but again, folks, I'm serious about this. Yes, we stay focused on Biden, but we also need to go back and start investigating Obama's little money train. Yeah, was any of that money being diverted to the puppet master? I think the puppet master got more than his puppets. You Just know, my opinion. That you might be on to something there. It's going to be interesting to see if we get records from the other eight banks and what those show. And right. one of the ways that, that we can tell a little bit more about what was transpiring was not only following the money trail, but looking at the amount of money that was going to the Biden family crime syndicate and if there was any money that wasn't 
And if if there was money that that was garnered in the first leg of the laundering process, where uh, that didn't wind up in a Biden bank account, where did it wind up? Maybe in an Obama bank account or a new bank account. Yeah, and, and part of the way to to figure that out, I suppose, is look at the timing. You know, how much of this money was flowing while Biden was the VP. That's what nobody is looking at. You know, they're very quick to say, uh, oh, this is all Zelensky's fault and blah, blah, blah. He's the corrupt one. They're not even looking at the timing of that. Zelensky was not in office when any of this stuff happened. This all happened under the Biden, I mean, the Obama-Biden administration. All of this. Well, so. Don't think it just stopped with Joe Biden and crew. Well, and and you hit on something else there too, Diane. I mean, what we've seen in this one bank account came from China. Where's the money that was coming from Russia? And where's the money that was coming from Ukraine? Right. Because all all three of those were pay sources, right? Yeah. Yes. What they're doing here with this now focusing on Biden is they want us focused on Biden so they can hide the other monies. My opinion. I, I, I can't really see it any other way. Yeah. I, I mean, this, this was shady beyond shady from, from yeah. the get-go. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the story has certainly changed, you know. And now, now what we're being told by Hunter Biden's attorneys is that this was good faith seed money. Well, oh, good yeah. faith seed money for what exactly? They're not saying. Because this was payoffs. There's no other way to say it. Uh, the uh, Ukrainians, the Russians, they all got their in with Obama because they went through Biden, the big guy, and... Sometimes I wonder if there are not two big guys, the big guy and the biggest guy. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a fair question, I think. Yeah. Um, yep. And, you know, let's face it, Hunter was working for various energy companies, and he is the world's preeminent energy expert. Yeah. What gets me is, you know, Hunter's reputation was known for a long time that he's Serious drug addict. He had been in and out of rehab. And how any of these companies would even trust doing business with him is questionable. Unless it wasn't business. Unless it was pay to play. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's that's, that's exactly the, the situation here. We'll give you money, Mr. Hunter Biden, if you get us in with your dad... So we have access in the White House. That's exactly it. And and what gets me upset, just frustrated, is the Republicans, yeah, we got the House now, but nothing's being done. Well, the investigation is underway, but I, I guarantee you when the investigation is over, that will be the end of it. It will be investigated, the truth will be put out there, and nothing substantial will happen because of it of course nothing's going to happen with anything obama biden and crew do and the sooner people realize it the better off we'll be and we'll move on 
because as long as you've got Merrick Garland, although he's in a bit of trouble on his own, which we'll talk about later, <laughs> um, nothing's going to be done. It's it's something to keep an eye on, but folks, don't hold your breath. Nothing's going to happen fast. Right. You know, it's one of those things. Now, this next story falls under the category. We actually pulled this next story out of the file called We Told You So. Yes. <laughs> now, if only somebody, if only one of the two of us had written like 34 different articles about COVID and the malfeasance involved in the COVID <laughs> vaccines, if only one of us would have done that, then we could say we were ahead of this story. Yeah, there isn't, um, in the 34, 35 articles I've written about COVID to date, and I know there'll be at least one more coming, um, there was nothing that Project Veritas has exposed that I haven't said. You know, it's it's interesting that the stuff that you wrote about, that we talked about, and that scores, scores of other people tried to talk about on social media and got kicked off of social media for trying to talk about it, is now coming out to be 100% true. And what we're talking about here, folks, in case you haven't seen the news today, is that the the COVID vaccine, and apparently the one from Moderna and Pfizer, those two. The two biggies. The two biggies. Uh, have now, according to documents that got leaked from the source, not not from... You know, somebody with a tinfoil hat sitting in their parents' basement, but but actually from Pfizer, those two vaccines are are now officially linked to myocarditis. Yeah, especially in the age group between 18 and 34, uh, young people are just dropping dead, basically, or getting so sick they die in the hospital of... Uh, uh, myocarditis, which is basically inflammation of the heart. And isn't it isn't it such that? And again, if only one of us would have written about this, maybe maybe people could have avoided <laughs> things. Isn't it more likely after the second jab than just after the first? The jab, yes. But the boosters, in some cases, are even worse than the jab. I think two articles ago I wrote about this. Um, people, they've had their series of three, some young people. Yes, some died unexpectedly during the jab itself, and people didn't really, you know, why? What's in it? You know, nobody really followed up on it. But when people, young people started dying after the boosters, that's when all this started to be followed up on, and uh, they all, apparently the ones who died within a certain age group, all with the myo, and uh, this is very well, serious, because this, these vaccines and these boosters actually change one's DNA. Now, I, I'm going to go back a little ways here. Because you said, well, you know, you just recently wrote about this. I'm going to go back at least a year, and it, yeah. it may have been a year and a half ago. 
you wrote an article that was directly talking about the danger of the mRNA yes. uh, variant of the vaccine and how yes. dangerous it was because it was untested and there, there had never been any vaccine produced in that manner before. Now, this goes back, like this isn't recent. This You wrote that op-ed I want to right. say at least a year and a half ago. It was before there were boosters. Yeah. That was before there were boosters. I spoke about the why I was not going to be vaccinated. And the reason was, who in their right mind would put something in their body that is rushed to market in one year? When the polio vaccines came out, they were tested between... I think it was 15 and 20 years before it went into the general public. One year this was rushed to market. A vaccine that changed your genetic DNA. It, it destroyed your T-cells. T-cells are what's critical to having a good immune system. It wrecked havoc with the T-cells. More people were getting sick in my opinion, and I think things like this prove it, the, the recent things, more people were getting sick after getting the jab than probably would have gotten sick if herd immunity had been allowed to kick in. Oh, I, I think, well, it goes without saying now, but, yeah. you know, this is something that, that you brought up a long time ago. And yeah. what I think... One of the op-eds that, and, and don't hold me to this, but I think one of the op-eds where you actually began to talk about those aspects of it mm-hmm. um, might have been as far back as 2020. It was in 2020. I've been sounding the alarm about this since COVID first came out. Something didn't seem right. I'm married into a medical family for countless generations. I checked all my facts. I looked in medical books that the average person doesn't have, and I traced back epidemics and things, and how when vaccines came out, how they were tested, how they weren't tested. I checked with facts of heads of um, COVID units in different hospitals to make sure what I was reading was right. And all of them are like, what the hell are they doing? This is not, yes, I shouldn't say this is not. The virus originally did occur in bats, but they took it, manipulated it through gain of function. I sounded the alarm about gain of function before it was mentioned by Fauci. This was always intended, in my opinion, to be a bioweapon to test out lowering the population how do you do it gain of function is to increase the kill rate basically that's what gain of function is about yeah it's weapon it's weaponizing a virus that's exactly what it is so they manipulated a naturally occurring virus and turned it into a bioweapon very few people will still Uh. admit that i sounded that alarm way back when COVID first came out, something didn't seem right. One person 
going into a wet market is not going to start a worldwide epidemic. No, and I found it. I found the op-ed ah. uh, that, that you wrote. It's from June fourteenth, 2021. Yeah. So it's almost What's two years old. Yeah, no, I wrote since 2020. I think I've been writing about yep. COVID. Yep, but this is the one. This is the one. I think the first time you mentioned the uh, RNA-based COVID vaccine instead of a DNA-based vaccine. Right, because remember, the first year there was no vaccine. There was nothing except you know uh, things that they said you shouldn't use that were actually curing people. Like, I sounded the alarm about Invermectin, and people laughed at me. And, Craig, you know from personal experience, it, it wasn't so great for you because you couldn't take the taste. But look how fast Susan got better when she took the Invermectin. Yeah, I mean, it makes, makes a big difference. Now, folks, I'm going to read you just a, a small section of Diane's op-ed. From June 14th, 2021. And as I read this, bear in mind that... What information came out today in those leaked documents literally talks about RNA vaccines, mRNA vaccines, and how that is quite possibly the source of the myocarditis that young people are experiencing today. Okay, now here's what Diane said about this, and and this is just a brief little segment. She said, Not only that, but a number of those clinical trials have already proven DNA-based vaccines to be effective in veterinary use, cancer immunotherapy, and use uh, also for possible uh, use in preventing influenza, hepatitis B, and C, HPV, and malaria. And there's also the fact that it's RNA vaccines, not DNA vaccines that might actually change an individual on a DNA level, a level we still don't know the long-term effects of, and that's a question that should be answered, a question that even the CDC has proposed on its own website. So that is from June 14th, 2021, and you can find that on Diane's blog if you go to uh, the patriotfactor.blogspot.com click the covid19 in the uh, upper menu and look for the uh, op-ed why no jab for me yeah and uh, i talked about this myocarditis um starting a few months ago before any of this came out you just have to put two and two together you have to use real math not common core math And you can see that certain things don't add up. I am one of the belief the the things that happened in the United States, I lay at Fauci's feet. He lied to President Trump. He made Trump rush a vaccine to market that really was not ready to go to market. Yeah, I mean... People got sick and died because of Fauci. Fauci yes. pushed it, and, and you know, that vaccine wasn't out that long before Trump was out of office. But Trump right. rushed it, you know, Operation Warp Speed, right? Right. And, and uh, that was all based on Fauci's assurance that this was good. Right. And I don't blame Trump at all. 
he was going by his science and his medical advisor. He should have realized that with Fauci being a Democrat, he should have never been his medical advisor. Well, and, you know, I can I can understand certain things, but you know, and, and you hope that when it comes to medical care uh, and the general populace and something that's this important and, and everything, that politics wouldn't play a role in it, but it does. It does. For Democrats, everything is about politics. You know, they're talking about follow the science, oh, the phony science, this and that. If you look into the real science of virology and um, and bioweapons, the science was always there. But Fauci hid it, lied about it, manipulated it. He is ground zero of COVID in this country, as far as I'm concerned. Well, and you can't you can't uh, let the WHO, the World Health Organization, off the hook either because they promoted this crap too on a worldwide level. Exactly, they were promoting it before it ever got to this country. And when Trump wanted to shut our borders, who led the charge? No, you can't do that. Blah blah blah. Fauci was part of that charge. Right, you're xenophobic if you do that. Yeah, this is Agenda 30, Agenda 50 test run, folks, as far as I'm concerned. I'd say on steroids, but that seems pointless. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean. Folks, yeah. we've hit the bottom of the hour. That means we got to take a quick break, get a couple of station IDs in. But we still got a couple of big topics to talk about. When we come back, we're going to talk about the situation at our southern border and is or is not... Vladimir Putin in a lot of trouble. Those topics are yet to come as we have more Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's longtime Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. 
Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor, St. Patty's Day edition of the show. Welcome to it. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to RSPRadio1.com tomorrow morning. Click the podcast button. This one and all the rest are sitting there waiting for you. You'll be glad you did. Diane, during the break, you said to me, I could write a whole book about COVID. What did I tell you? I already did. (laughs) 34, 35 articles, yeah. uh, It's not a book, it's a booklet. (laughs) Chapter 34. Yes. You know, and, and, you know, we've got all this on podcast tape, so you can actually listen to books on tape. <laughs> if you, if you really wanted a COVID recital, you can do that. Yeah. Until this day, guys, I am jab free, booster free, have not even had a sniffle since 2004. I am so. tells me that you're foolish for not taking the jab. You know what they can do with their jab? I am so jab-free, I haven't even had a sliver. <laughs> so, you know. Um, so the border chief was uh, in front of a congressional committee, and it was a field trip. Um, this committee met down in Texas, and they had the border chief there. And tonight's show could actually be labeled as, well, duh. Um, yeah. The border chief got up there and actually told the truth. And the, the liberals, Diane, were so terrified, they wouldn't even attend the hearing. Yeah, this was in McAllen, Texas. And what happened, the uh, actual border patrol chief, his name is Raul Ortiz, and he basically called Mayorkas a liar. Yeah, it was pretty stunning. He was literally asked, do we have uh, situational control of our southern border? And he said, nope. No. In That's fact, stunning. That's stunning. We don't have situational control of our border, but guess who does? The Mexican drug cartel. Exactly. In fact, Ortiz basically flat out said, we do not have, meaning United States, operational control of the border. And that was in direct contrast to what Mayorkas said last year. It's in direct contrast to what Mayorkas and the whole Biden regime has been saying, even up to a couple of weeks ago. They claim the border is secure. Well, I guess what? The border is only secure if you're on the Mexican side of the border and you're in favor of the cartels running it. Yeah. I mean, this is, the cartels are running Mexico. Don't let anyone fool you. I think they're all the way up into the Mexican government because why else would Mexico not shut their southern border to stop these people from coming in? And the latest surge that was just a week ago, basically, with thousands of mostly young, of military-age men storming our border we need the national guard armed and i'm going to say something that um people are going to go she said that but we were thinking that next time someone tries to get across that border 
I think they shoot. Yeah, perforate them. That is the only thing that's going to stop this. You know, it. we've talked about it. We've been talking about it for the last couple of years. It's an invasion. When you've got millions of illegal aliens pouring across the border and you have no idea who they are or where they're coming from, you have no idea what they've got with them. When you're allowing human trafficking, when the cartels are running drugs with impunity across mm-hmm. the border, when you know damn well because a couple of them have been caught, when you know that international terrorist organizations and their operatives are crossing our southern border, how can you be like Mayorkas and sit there in front of a congressional committee and say, we're, you know, the border's closed. The border's secure. Right. Bull crap. Right. Well, I, I kind of look at it in the sense the Border Patrol agents, I'm going to call them police, the police. The illegals coming over, they know they're entering our country illegally, so they're criminals. And I wish Fox News would stop calling them migrants. They're not migrants. No. They're criminals. They're illegals. So you have... The police on one side, you have the criminals on the other. If they were in any of the streets of America itself doing this, and the police told someone to stop, do not come forward, and they don't listen, the police have every right to shoot, to stop them, to kill them, whatever they deem best. Do you shoot to wound or do you shoot to kill? That's up to the police. That should be the same thing that's on our border with our National Guard. You stop enough of them with guns, and it's not the guns killing them, okay? You stop enough with the guns, their actions are what's killing them. They are not listening to the, quote-unquote, police. Well, this, it, is, it, this has gotten so out of hand. You know, I, I agree, and I think <clears throat> what you do is uh, you call the president of Mexico— and you say uh, to him, and you call the uh, the Central American, uh, you know, regimes, and you tell them, uh, starting on Monday, we're shooting anybody that's coming across, so you better put an end to this. And I mean right now. That's and, right. And if they don't, then anybody else that's trying to get across is going to have to climb over bodies to do it. Yeah. I mean, this is this is to that point, and I think actually part of that point was reached the other day when a grandmother was just out with her granddaughter, and a smuggling operation, uh, a truck loaded with illegals, slammed into her, killed her and uh, the granddaughter. And what is our government doing? Not a damn thing. It's it's a head-scratcher. Okay, this has got to stop. Because pretty soon, I hate to tell them, but people are going to start taking it into their own hands. Well, and that one rancher down there in New Mexico did. Um, yep. Apparently, from, from what we understand by reports and, and you know police records, he was on his own property, and some illegal aliens were coming across, and they pointed an AK-47 at him. <coughs> he fired back and killed one of them, and now that guy was sent to jail. 
the, the rancher was sent to jail for defending his life, his family, and his property. That's because they don't have a defend your um, kingdom or uh, however it's worded, law. You You need to have that. Every state needs to have that. And I'm sorry, but we need open carry here or unconcealed carry. It's reached that point thanks to Biden. And what gets me furious about this is before Biden came into office, while Trump was still in office, the border was somewhat secured. The numbers were way down, way, way down. The drugs were down. Everything was down. The economy was great. We were energy independent. And in two years, that man and his puppet master have made us a laughingstock, a mockery on the world stage, have destroyed our economy, but they're woke, so they're happy. Well, and the Mexican president, Obrador, he's been been literally mocking Joe Biden for the last couple of weeks, openly. Yeah, but he's not saying anything about the problems in his own country either. The drugs are here, yeah, but they're also in Mexico. He's not doing a damn thing in his own country. Well, of course not, because he's he's bought and paid for, my guess, by the the drug cartels. You know, you let us do whatever we want to do, and, you know, we'll run drugs into the U.S., but we'll pay you off to look the other way. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. Nothing else makes sense. No, it doesn't. Nothing makes sense at all. I mean, they're not even shutting their southern border so these people can't get in through Mexico. This is an invasion. And the sooner we realize this is an invasion, invasion means war, maybe then we'll start growing a set and defending our own country. We've made America a dumping ground of the world's garbage human garbage i'm sorry to put it that way but that's the way it is why don't we why don't we classify the mexican drug cartels as international terrorist organizations because they are doesn't meet it doesn't meet the o'biden agenda well i'll tell you what uh they're at war with us and we're letting them I mean, we're not not fighting back. We're just allowing them to run rampant down there on the border. And that's what the border chief uh, was telling members of Congress. And the stunning part of that, as I said, was that the liberals on that committee, when they found out the border chief was coming in there, they knew he would tell the truth, and they took off running. Exactly. Cowards. They're all cowards. Let me tell you something. These young men that are coming across the border here, they are not immigrants. They are not migrants. They're here with their hands out. They're going to get lots of freebies and goodies, and they'll vote for Democrats, and they'll still commit crime, mayhem, murder, everything else in this country in the process of doing so. And the liberal DAs will look the other way, and no, we have to let them out. Poor, misunderstood migrants. The whole country under Biden is going to hell here. But the worst thing is we're sitting back and doing nothing. It's, it's, it's gotten beyond frustrating. It's flat out dangerous. It is dangerous. 
You know, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Finally, on tonight's show, we got to talk about Vladimir Putin. This is very interesting. The International Criminal Court today has listed Vladimir Putin as a war criminal. Yes. And not for the reasons you might think, like, you know, invading Ukraine, but for his alleged, they have to use the word alleged, involvement in the abduction of Ukrainian children. And, And apparently the allegation is that he is ordering children from Ukraine to be abducted and hauled back uh, over to Russia. Right, and, to be uh, Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that is the war crime that he's been indicted for. And this is very interesting. It's very confusing. Um, the United States does not recognize the International Criminal Court. Either does Russia. What's Either that? Russia. Well, you know, Russia doesn't, but most of Europe does. Mm-hmm. And not all of it, but most of it does. Um, we don't recognize the International Criminal Court because uh, they've got, you know, it's kind of like the UN. They've got a pretty <clears throat> warped sense of what's right and what's wrong. Right. Uh, you know, and, and they would they would indict, uh, you know, uh, people in the u.s for all sorts of silly things you know if they had their way um so we don't recognize them the rest of europe most of it does um and if putin were to travel to any european nation that does recognize that court he could be arrested well it's actually a little more than just europe recognizing them 123 countries worldwide have ratified that treaty and approved the authority of the court in international prosecution. So basically, Putin has very little countries that he is safe in. Right. Um, Don't know if China has ratified it or not, but it's very interesting the timing now. The Chinese uh, person, I don't know. The she, yeah, he is going to Russia within a month. Right. Now, he can do that because, you know, he's he's not an international criminal. God only knows why after the COVID thing. But um, he's he's not an international criminal. Here's the thing. Will any country, if Putin dares to set foot in a country that recognizes or has signed on to that treaty, Will any country bother to arrest him? And the reason I ask is because the International Criminal Court cannot arrest anybody. They have no police. Right. What what they do is they sent a team of 42 investigators, forensic experts, and support personnel. They sent them to Ukraine to provide support to authorities who are investigating the war crimes. Right. So it's a it's kind of a convoluted treaty. It it really has very limited teeth. But it only takes one country to have the guts to do the right thing. Now, I think a better opportunity to pull the plug so to speak on Putin is if somebody in his own military goes in and and grabs him. I mean, I don't think any other country has the cojones to do it. 
No. Well, I could think of one other country. Well, maybe Israel, but you know he's yeah. not going to Israel. No, he's not going to. Well, no, he's not. Don't say that either. Um, I think his one of his own military people is going to say we've had enough. We've had enough of this war that we had no right starting. Our people, he's sacrificing his own soldiers, the, the Wagner group and, and others. He doesn't care. And he never stops taking the nuclear option off the table. I think someone in his military, backed up by certain civilians, might very well try to take him out. Now, let's, let's say somebody in his own military goes in and slaps the cuffs on him. What do they do then? Do they haul him off to the Hague for a trial? And what good is that? Well, he could have some accidents on his way there. Well, okay, aside from that, let's let's say he gets to the Hague, okay? And, and then there's a trial. It's pretty much a show trial. It's a show trial, and he would probably get off. The bottom line is, with everything that has been going on and everything we have seen him do, including his, you know, always threats of nukes, it really is time, and I don't care if people don't like what I'm going to say, but in my opinion, it's time he gets taken out. You know, if, if you watch Yellowstone, it's time to take Putin to the railroad station, to the train station. I've never um, seen Yellowstone. That's, that's, uh, that, that's you know, people, people that watch Yellowstone, they know what I'm talking about. You know, it's it's time to take Putin to the train station. Uh, when you go to the train station on Yellowstone, there's no coming back. I guess the reason I don't watch Yellowstone is nothing will in that genre will top Dallas. You know this this you know Dallas was a classic. Mm-hmm. You know, and and in part because of the cast, but Yellowstone also has a great cast, and it's a lot more brutal than dallas ever was right, uh, right. you know it, and it, it, it it's dallas for a new generation is what it is yeah, dallas on steroids a bit but sometimes yeah. you know uh it has magnificent scenery and all that but sometimes you know you try to top the classic and it works for a while but then it kind of loses its steam yeah but and you know that People know what I'm talking about if they watch Yellowstone. And, and uh, you know, people go to the train station and they're never seen again. Right. You know? Um, and and that needs to happen to Vladimir Putin at this point. You know, the war over there is grinding on slowly. Um, Zelensky, of course, wants more money and more weapons. And, and we're slow rolling uh, any kind of aid, you know, to go in there. And it's getting to the point where if we're not going to be in this thing to win it, we shouldn't be in it. Well, it's gotten to the point, I don't blame Zelensky in, a, in, in certain things, because remember, when the war first started, Biden promised him so many things, uh, military-wise, equipment-wise, not money-wise, equipment-wise, and he's yet to deliver them. Right. I mean, put a hold on a lot of it. Some of it has has gotten there, um, yes, but it's know. it's 
it's just enough to prolong things. It's not enough to, to you know, really turn the tide. It's just enough to prolong things. Both sides are are getting, you know, racking up casualties, um, mm-hmm. deaths, injuries, you know, that sort of thing. It's you know, if if we'd have done what we should have done from the very beginning, this thing would be over by now. Exactly, and the thing is. Putin invaded Ukraine, not because Ukraine per se was a threat to him, but because Ukraine joining NATO would have been the border with NATO. He based this whole thing on what happens when. Well, and again, we've written about this and we've talked about this before, too. He's already got NATO countries on his border. What's one more? Exactly. And now those two countries, um, Norway, and I believe it's what? Uh, well, is it po- Poland is part Finland. of NATO. I'm sorry, Finland. The, uh, they, are jo- they are joining NATO because Russia is right on the border with Finland. Right. I, this, is, this is ridiculous. But, you know, if you think about it in history, Europe basically has always been at war. Yeah. You know, they might have some decades of peace, a century here and there of peace, but they have been at war forever. And what's funny about the, well, not funny, but the Russian-Ukraine war is a joke because genetically, DNA-wise, they're the same people. Yeah. And yet they consider each other mortal enemies. Europe is kind of screwed up. Mm, you noticed? Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> I have a I have a theory for why Europe's been at war all the way through history. Okay. They drive on the wrong side of the road. Well, that's not in all of Europe. Well, but but in most of it, and and the the countries that drive on the right side of the road are irritated with the countries that drive on the left side of the road. That's true. And and you know you can only take so much of that frustration and and head on collisions before a war is going to break out. Now I know what people are thinking. They're thinking, well, what about you know before cars? Well, people were riding horses on the wrong side of the road, and before that, they were walking on the wrong side of the road. Or mules, or you know, it's 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 a mass source of frustration on the entire continent, and it's no wonder they've gone to war as often as they have. Yeah, and it's (laughs) it's too many countries with too many ideologies clashing with each other. And remember, both world wars started in Europe. I'm, it's, it's, well, you know, the one thing I will give Europe that we don't have, borders. <laughs> well, but in some cases, that's kind of gone, too. In some, but not in all. You know, uh, and, and some of the ones that erased their borders are now wondering what the hell they did. Right. You know, because they're they're you know they're suffering just just as we're suffering without having a border, and you know it's it's a mess. It's a mess. The whole thing is a, is a mess, and it's time. <coughs> it's really time for these dictators and despots to go. Good luck with that. Say it. You know, and, and of course, the question then you know becomes 
<clears throat> okay, so you get rid of Putin. Who's next? You know. Mm. Just like if if you get rid of little Kim over in North Diarrhea, his sister takes over and she's worse than he is. That's true. You know. <clears throat> so you know the people have people have to start learning to fight for their own countries. Well, but they're never going to <clears throat> if we're going to bankroll. Uh, you know, the little guy every time, the rest of Europe won't step up and do what they need to do. And that's the position we're in now. We're funding that entire war on behalf of Ukraine and the rest of Europe is saying, okay, go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, that's because they Biden won't say, pay your shares. Right. NATO right. is not doing everything they should be doing. You know, they... They weren't getting away with it when Trump was in office, but they certainly right. are now. Right. All right. So, Diane, today is St. Patty's Day, uh, mm-hmm. the, wear, the wearing of the green uh, and all of that. And early in the show, we said at the end of the show, we were going to play a song that really mocks and pokes fun. It's a sharp stick in the eye to liberals in New York City who, like 35, 40 years ago, would not allow gay people to march in the St. Patty's Day Parade, which was stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's Irish on St. Patty's Day, but oh no, we can't have gay people marching in the parade. Now, those same people today are advocating transgender drag queen story time at, at public libraries. Yeah. But 35, 40 years ago, they were having a conniption fit because gay people wanted to march in the parade. Not that they were going to do anything. They just wanted to dress up in green and walk down the street. It, you know, took them a while to wake up from their sleep and become woke. <laughs> so, you know, decades ago, a song was written about it, really poking fun at the people who disallowed gay people to march in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York City. It's a funny song, it's got great lyrics, and it's a stick in the eye to the idiots who thought it made some big moral compass decision by not allowing gay people in the parade. Right. So with that, Diane, you and I have run out of time. Okay. So with that, I'll say nighty-night. Good night, everybody. Have a great weekend. Enjoy this little piece of music, and we'll catch up with you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye. We'll be marching down Fifth Avenue upon St. Paddy's Day. A great day for the Irish all across the USA. But because what is this I hear, this cry in Ballyhoo? There's a bunch of queers again this year who say they're Irish too. God loves the Irish. Unless, of course, you're gay. If you are, you won't be marching upon the blessed day. You can be a bum, a bucket of scum, shard, and that's okay. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. Now, the order of high Ibernians, these eminences gray. They made this great pronouncement upon the blessed day. Share a little bit of heaven, fire nestled in the sea. But you'll be gone straight to hell for homosexuality. God loves the Irish, unless of course you're gay. That was their pronouncement as the pipes began to play. You can be a con, a mafia don, we'll laugh it all away. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. O-L-E-F-B-I-A-N-N-S spells lesbians. 
find another woman far to mate with. Devil a man can never get a date with. L E S B I A and and S we say. It's a shame that those dames want to come out. Oh, martyr this. Lesbians, no way. Just ask the cardinal. He's bound to set you straight. It's boys like the Kennedys that make this country great. We don't allow the Peter Pan the wearing of the green. And when we say up the Irish, that isn't what we mean. God loves the Irish as long as men are men. Except of course for leprechauns, we've never been sure of them. You can be a bum, a bucket of scum, sure, and that's okay. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. No, you can't be Irish if you're gay. Don't even try being Irish if you're gay.